eat, sleep, links, repeat. Boom, let's party! your brain big enough? Welcome. This is the Atari Lynx Handicast. This is episode 06, California Games. And here once again, is your host, Mark Little. Like, thank you, Monty. Hi, dudes and dudettes, and totally welcome to the Handicast. And my sincerest apologies to the Beach Boys for the major bogus version of their classic tune that you'll hear at the end of this episode. My voice ain't what it used to be, dudes. In this rad episode, I'll be covering part number PA2025, California Games, by Atari Corp., released in September of 1989 as a pack-in launch title for the original Atari Lynx console. Included in this jam-packed episode, or should I say, jams-packed episode, is a complete rundown of the gameplay, music, and sound effects for California Games. And I'll also highlight a few reviews of the game, and I'll provide information about the prices that collectors can expect to pay for a California Games cartridge on eBay and at other retailers. And I'll have some aggro fun facts for you dudes about this awesome game as well. And I have some totally tubular feedback about California Games from some of my awesome listeners. But before I begin, I have a few gnarly LinkedIn notes to share with you. LinkedIn. Well, enough of that silliness. Okay, for my first LinkedIn note, the Atari Lynx Handicast is now a member of the Throwback Network. Uh, The Throwback Network is a great source of retro-themed podcasts, both gaming and non-gaming, so please check it out to get your retro podcast fix at www.throwbacknetwork.net. And many, many thanks to Sean Johnson and Rob Flack O'Hara of the Throwback Review Podcast for including the Handicast on the network. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, Note number two for LinkedIn, Mark Oberhauser is selling copies of his new trading card set for the Atari Lynx. Uh, he's already created trading card sets for the Atari 5200, the Atari 7800, and the Mattel Intellivision. The cards really look fantastic, and I've already ordered the first set, which includes 55 cards, one each for 50 of the first games released by Atari for the Lynx, with the remaining five cards covering the console itself, game rarity scores, and additional information. The cost of the first set is 37.5 euros, which is roughly $44.47 US, and it includes shipping worldwide and the set will begin shipping on May 14th. So if you're interested in owning this must-have accessory for Atari Lynx collectors, uh, you can just PM Mark Oberhauser on the Atari Age Lynx forums and he'll get you on the purchase list. 
The last LinkedIn note I want to mention is that Bill Kendrick, curator of the Atari Party in Davis, California every year, and Shinto of the Atari Jaguar Game by Game podcast, both alerted me to a Retro Hour podcast interview with Chuck Somerville, creator of the original California games, as well as the Lynx game Chips Challenge, and also with whom I share a birthday. I think I'm a little bit older. I have a link for that episode of the podcast in the Lynx links. It's a very interesting interview with one of the greats in the retro gaming industry, and I highly recommend that you all check it out. And I'll be exploring Chuck's biography and career more in depth in episode 09, Chip's Challenge, which is coming up in June. So thank you so much for the heads up, Bill and Shinto. Okay, so let's hang 10 dudes and dudettes. It's totally time for us to take a close look at today's game, California Games. Statistics. California Games was released by Atari Corp. as a pack-in launch title for the original Atari Lynx console in September of 1989 at a total retail price of $179.95. By April of 1991, the same Lynx console California Games package had been augmented with a mail-in certificate for the free purchase of an additional cartridge and lowered in price to $149.95. California Games was later sold separately in its own carton at an unknown retail price. It's a 128 kilobyte stereo cartridge, available initially in the flat style, then later in the ridge style, and finally in the curved lip style cartridge. California Games is an action sports title for one player on the console, or for two to four players using the Comlinks cable. There are four games included in California Games, BMX Bike Racing, Surfing, Half Pipe, which is skateboarding, and footbag or hacky sack. The screenplay field orientation is landscape or horizontal. California Games was released on many systems both before and after the release of the Lynx port of the game, including the Amstrad CPC in 1987, the Apple II in 1987, the Commodore 64 in 1987, the MSX system in 1987, the ZX Spectrum in 1987, the Apple II GS in 1988, the Atari VCS, or the 2600, which was released in 1988. The Commodore Amiga, 1988. It was released on DOS in 1988. It was released on the Atari ST in 1989. The Nintendo Entertainment System in 1989. The Sega, Sega. Master System in 1989. The Sega, Sega Genesis in 1991. The J2ME in 2005. And the Nintendo Wii in 2008. California Games was a sequel to both Summer Games and Winter Games, and there were variations of both of those games. Summer Games includes Summer Games 2, the game's Summer Edition, which is also known as Summer Games 3, and Winter Games includes the game's Winter Edition. There were also sequels to California Games, including California Games 2 for DOS in 1990, the Atari ST in 1992, the Commodore Amiga in 1992, and the Sega... Master System in 1993. Another sequel was California Games X for the J2ME in 2008 and California Pro Golf for the Commodore 64 and DOS, both in 1989. 
The California game's cartridge and manual were housed within a clear plastic bag during its duration as a pack-in title for the original Lynx console. Later, the game was sold separately in a regular-sized standard tab carton in full color, 5 and 3 8 inches high by 4 and 3 8 inches wide by 7 8 inches deep. I'll describe the front of the later release regular-sized carton. Across the top of the carton is the standard gray and black cartouche that includes the Atari Fuji logo and name in white on the left corner, oriented vertically, with the Lynx yellow and red broken font logo taking up most of the top of the cartouche. Below the Lynx logo are the words Video Game Card in white block letters. Down the right-hand side of the carton is a gray vertical band with faux embossed Lynx font X's. This band appeared on many of the early Atari Lynx game cartons. The cover art is the same art used on the carton covers of virtually every port of California games up to that point. It's a photograph of four figures, though their heads have been cropped out of the photo. On the left is a young male straddling a BMX-style bike. He's wearing black tennis shoes, calf-length white socks, black cutoffs, black biker's gloves, and a white t-shirt with a large blue and yellow logo across the chest that is partially obscured by the elbow of the figure next to him. The letters D-Y-N can be seen in the logo. I have no idea what this really is. To his left is a young female wearing a Brazilian cut yellow and pink bikini. She is holding a black and yellow frisbee in her left hand. Behind her is an orange and yellow surfboard, propped up vertically behind it by a young male wearing Hawaiian-style black, yellow, red, orange, and white swim jams. An orange surfboard tether strap is attached at his left ankle. Finally, on the right-hand side of the cover art is a young male wearing light pink shorts, a dark pink t-shirt, black high-top sneakers, white ankle socks, and black, yellow, and white knee pads. In his left arm, he is cradling a skateboard with yellow wheels and emblazoned underneath with an R. Crumb-style cartoon of a toothy monster. Across the top of the artwork is the standard California Games title logo. The word California is spelled out in tall, narrow lettering in white and outlined in black. The I in California is replaced with a white silhouette of a palm tree. Below that is the word Games in horizontal white letters on a narrow horizontal black band. The back of the carton is laid out like this. The background is white. On the upper left of the carton is a small version of the standard gray and black cartouche that includes the Atari Fuji logo and name in white on the left corner, oriented vertically, with the Lynx yellow and red broken font logo taking up most of the top of the cartouche, and with the words Video Game Card in white block letters below the Lynx logo. Below the cartouche is a screenshot from the surfing portion of the game, depicting the surfer being chased from the right to the left by a monster wave. Below the screenshot is a monochrome representation of the California Games title logo. Beneath the logo are two paragraphs, providing a teaser for the game. Get ready to shred the face off an awesomely tubular wave. Turn a berm on a BMX bike and spray up a wall of dirt. Launch a few feet off the lip with your skateboard tucked high. And while you're up there, dance for the crowd. Or if you feel like kicking back a bit, juggle a foot bag with your toes, heels, and head. But this isn't Beach Blanket Bingo. Beach Blanket Bingo. That's the name of the game. Beach Blanket Bingo. Beach Blanket Bingo. Beach Blanket Bingo. Bingo! 
fact, before you even set foot on California turf, you'd better apply a good sunscreen because competition will be totally hot. Then put on your shades and join the games. Wish they could all be California games for one to four players. I'll speak more about the number of players later in the fun facts and trivia segment of this episode. At the lower left of the carton is the Atari Fuji logo with the Epix Inc. and Atari Corp. copyright information at the center, then the FBI official seal on the right, bracketed at the top by the phrase winners don't use drugs, and at the bottom with the name William S. Sessions, Director FBI. The original California Games Manual, which is much more common than the later regular size manual, is a monochrome, large size, 20 page stapled booklet, 6 and 5 eighths inches high by 4 and 3 fourths inches wide. This manual was included in some copies of the game when it was marketed in a separate regular size carton later on, but a much rarer regular size booklet was eventually created for the regular size carton and it measured the usual 4 and 7 eighths inches high by 3 and 3 quarters inches wide. I have the larger manual, so that's what I'll describe. The front cover is mostly blank. Across the top is the standard Atari Lynx logo outlined as usual in light red, with the Atari Fuji logo bracketing the Lynx logo at the left. Beneath the logo are the words Video Game Manual. Down the right-hand side of the manual is a gray vertical band with faux embossed Lynx font X's. Except for the title California Games, registered trademark, in black block letters across the lower center, the rest of the cover is plain white. For my manual, the front and back covers seem to be made of a semi-gloss cardstock. The first page on the inside front cover includes the Epix Inc. and Atari Corp. copyright information, along with a boilerplate paragraph explaining how every effort has been made to ensure the accuracy of the product documentation in this manual. The next page of the manual includes the table of contents. The following page is blank. The next page after that, labeled page 1, includes six brief paragraphs outlining the games included on the cartridge and bordered at the top with the headline, Better Wear Shades. And I'll read those paragraphs to you now. Warning! If you are prone to sunburn, we strongly recommend that you apply a good sunscreen before attempting to play California games. Welcome to California, dude. Home of, like, the most radical sports in the Milky Way. Rad, bad, and totally aggro. You are about to hit the sand, turf, and asphalt of the Golden State to go for trophies in everything from surfing to bike racing. California Games is the ultimate in athletic competition. You compete in the hottest sports around for the gnarliest sponsors west of the Sierras. So bleach your hair, slide into that wetsuit, and load your stick in the back of the van. You are about to have the most fun you've had since mom ran over your skateboard. California Games takes you from the surf to the turf, from the pipe to the parks. Are you, like, going to love it or what? Begin your quest for an endless summer in Hollywood, where you will catch air skateboarding on the totally tubular halfpipe. Then cruise to San Francisco for some killer footwork on the high-flying footbag. After that, hit the beach for the most radical sport in California, the crown jewel of coastal competition, surfing. You will shoot the tube and carve the biggest breakers of any hot dogger around. Over at the dirt track, you'll hit top speed on your BMX racing bike. Your moves had, like, better be bad. That's four massive, totally rad events. You're going to have your hands full, not to mention your feet. Take part in the wildest games of them all, California games. You will really get into it. It's only, like, the most totally awesome game in the world, for sure. 
they obviously had a lot of fun writing this manual. Back to the manual. Pages 2 and the top half of 3 include getting started instructions, and the lower half of page 3 gives a brief summary about the games included, under the headline, Playing the Games. Pages 4 through 12 outline how to play each of the four games. Also on page 12 is a brief description of the high score screens that appear between each game. Page 13 includes a glossary of terms used in the California beach culture of the time, all under the heading California Spoken Here. Here are the terms included, in case you totally forgot, which would be way bogus. Agro, adjective. If you are a daredevilly dude, you will go way aggro, executing aggressive moves on the ramps and waves of California. Awesome, adjective. Awe-inspiring, as in, scope out the awesome babe. Bio, adjective. You must be superhuman with aggro moves to be known as bio. Dude, noun. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Which means buddy can be used to express disbelief as in dude, or surprise as in dude, or as a friendly greeting as in hey dude. Say it while laughing for an attention-getting effect, such as dude. Gnarly, adjective, mind and body bendingly difficult. Waves, ramps, and aggro moves can be gnarly. Then there are the gnarly tests, gnarly prom dates, gnarly curfews, etc. Like, preposition. Insert anywhere you like, like in any sentence, in like any context. Used most effectively when upset. It's like, geez. Or the coolest way to use like is with all for more description. It's like, I'm all, dude, you've got sand in your jams. Local, noun. A person who lives near the beach and usually spends at least all of his time there, as opposed to valley. Radical, adjective. First, it means outrageous. Radical moves, dude. Two, it means cool. It'd be like radical if you could cruise to the ramp around five o'clock, often shortened to rad when used with totally. Stick, noun. A colorful fiberglass board used by surfers as means of riding on rapidly moving ridges of seawater, sometimes called a surfboard. Totally, adverb. Completely, entirely, something or someone is totally awesome, radical, or aggro. In California, everything is totally something. Companion word see tubular. Tubular. Adjective. An adjective that came from the sea and has evolved into an everyday term. Parties, concerts, and just about everything else can be totally tubular. Its use is endangered by the word awesome. Companion word see totally. And finally, valley, noun. First, it means a freak of nature who spends his days making a living, his nights in the shopping malls of the San Fernando Valley, and his weekends crowding out the locals at the beach. Or another meaning might be the ultimate slur. Hey, you valley! Back to the manual. Pages 14 and 15 are blank, and the back cover includes the Atari Fuji logo at the bottom, along with the Atari copyright information and the words printed in Taiwan. My copy of the manual is labeled with the part number C398102-025, 
Revision A. Languages. Now, the original large size manual for California games was available in the U.S. as an English-only booklet. The later regular size manual booklet, which is 4 and 7 eighths inches high by 3 and 3 quarters inches wide, included instructions in English, French, Spanish, German, and Portuguese. Atari Lynx Handycast will return after this brief advert. Hey, Mr. Block, can I go to the bathroom? Two minutes. from Atari, the color video game you can get away with. Well, sometimes. The developer for California games was Epix Incorporated, the original creators of the handy game console that was later released by Atari as the Lynx. Here are the programmers that worked on the game. For the footbag game, Pete Wearsbicky. Besides this game, Wearsbicky also did art and graphics for Rampage and level design for Chip's Challenge. On the halfpipe game, it was Steven Jungles. Besides this game, Jungles also did design work for Blue Lightning and Chip's Challenge and he received a thank you credit for both Rampage and Miss Pac-Man. James Donald programmed the BMX game. Besides this game, Donald also did level design work for Chip's Challenge. And Larry Abel did the surfing game. This was the only Lynx game that Abel worked on, according to what I could find. Now on to the artwork for the game. Several people worked on that, including Matthew or Matt Crysdale. Besides this game, Crysdale also did art and graphics work for Electrocop, Zarlor Mercenary and Todd's Adventures in Slime World. Also on the artwork was Susan or Susie Green. This was the only Lynx game that she worked on. Jenny Martin. This was also the only Lynx game that Martin worked on. Arthur or Art Koch. Besides this game, Koch also did art and graphics work for Blue Lightning, Electrocop, and Chip's Challenge. Paul Vernon worked on the art and graphics for this game. Besides this one, he also did artwork for Chip's Challenge. And Cheryl Knowles, besides this game, she also worked on artwork, graphics, and design work for Ishido, The Way of Stones. Now about the sounds and music. Well, of course, it was done by Robert Vieira and LX or Alex Rudis. As stated in previous episodes of the Atari Lynx Handicast, in addition to California games, Vieira and Rudis worked together on music and or sound effects for the following Lynx titles. Blue Lightning, Electrocop, Rampage, Gauntlet the Third Encounter, and Chip's Challenge. Rudis alone also did music and or sound effects for the Lynx titles Clax, Hard Drivin', Hockey, Miss Pac-Man, Shanghai, Rampart, and Gordo 106. And Vieira alone worked on music and or sound effects for Lynx games Warbirds, Checkered Flag, and Batman Returns. We're going to listen to some of the music now. The title screen for California Games is silent. Against a black background, at the top of the screen is the Epic's registered trademark logo in blue, followed by the word PRESENTS in arcing yellow and red letters and underlined in blue. 
Across the center of the title screen is a California license plate with the word California in capital red letters across the top against a yellow sunset and the word games trademark in large blue faux embossed letters beneath. Below the license plate are the words licensed to Atari Corp in blue letters. After a few seconds, this screen is replaced with a sky blue background with rows of white clouds drifting from lower right to upper left. Across this background is the same California license plate pivoting along a horizontal axis. On the back of the plate can be seen the various credits for the game in red letters appearing intermittently. During this sequence can be heard the theme music for the game, which is actually the introductory bars from the classic tune Louie Louie, composed by Richard Perry in 1955 and made famous by the Kingsman in a 1963 recording. Let's listen. The Game Select screen lists the four games in light blue and white letters against a background that includes a darker blue, a brown and green palm tree on the left, and light brown sand at the bottom. The music playing through the Game Selection screen is also used in the High Score screen that appears between the games. The High Score screen lists all four games along with the top three scores for each game, if there are any, in changing colors against a mostly black background with a band of graduated blue horizontal lines at the top bracketed by brown and green palm trees on either side. After a while, this high score screen features a skating blonde female in a yellow bikini and baby blue roller skates rolling down and across the high scores. Let's listen to this music composed by Rudis and Vieira.
Now each game in California Games includes its own in-game music. We'll listen to the Rudis Vieira composed BMX in-game music and sound effects first. Here it is. Now let's listen to the half-pipe in-game music and sound effects composed again by Alex Rudis and Bob Vieira. Next, we'll listen to the in-game music and sound effects for the footbag game, also composed by LX Rudis and Bob Vieira.
Finally, we'll listen to the in-game music and sound effects used during the surfing game, again composed by Alex Rudis and Bob Vieira. This music was loosely based on the classic surfing tune Wipeout, composed in 1963 by Bob Berryhill, Pat Connolly, Jim Fuller, and Ron Wilson. The song was made popular by a hit recording by the composers themselves as the musical group The Safaris that same year. Let's listen. Here's the final credit in California games. Came in real handy. Robert J. or R.J. Michael and Dave Needle, former Commodore Amiga engineers who invented and developed the original handy console for Epics Incorporated that was later released by Atari as the Lynx. And by the way, I confirmed directly with Chuck Somerville himself that he did serve as a consultant on the Lynx port of California games. Thanks, Chuck. The Atari Lynx Handycast will return after this podcast promotion. I'm 82 years old, but as you can see, I'm very active for my age. I exercise, I eat right, but sometimes I need something more. That's why I talk to my doctor about tube tunes. Tube Tunes is an approved prescription podcast for those active men and women of all ages who suffer from mild to severe bouts of television-themed music withdrawal, or TTMW. This rare non-genetic disorder is easily treatable for most sufferers, especially if it is diagnosed in its early stages. Tube Tunes is not a cure for TTMW, but studies have shown that this podcast is more than 73% effective in reducing the common symptoms of TTMW, such as nostalgia, melancholia, absent-mindedness, and excessive humming of TV theme music without apparent cause. Tube Tunes is not for everyone. The podcast is not recommended for those suffering from tone deafness, or an acute aversion to recorded TV theme music, both current and from the past. Do not listen to Tube Tunes if you're more than 10 months pregnant, if you were born in a month with a K in it, or if you possess an inexplicable fondness for Brussels sprouts. Side effects include an increase in memory, nostalgic effervescence, toe tapping, and even singing. Ask your doctor if Tube Tunes is right for you. Tube Tunes worked for me, and it could work for you too. My TTMW is in check, I've become ebullient, and my girlfriend says that even my sex life has improved. Tube Tunes is the only podcast that has helped me get my life back. 
Thanks, Tube Tunes. Get a prescription today for Tube Tunes at tubetunes.net or at your local iTunes or Stitcher store and start living today. Use only as directed. From the manual, here's how you get started playing California games. The manual, of course, gives you instructions on how to turn the system on and how to insert the cartridge. Interestingly, it gives you instructions for single player and two player, but not three and four player. I'll get into that a little bit later. For a single player, you just press on and the title screen appears. To continue to the events menu, press A or B. The events menu offers a choice of options. Two player, each player must have a California games card, of course, with an Atari Lynx. Both Lynx systems must be switched off. Follow the instructions in the Lynx owner's manual to connect the Comlynx cable, if you can't really figure that out for yourself. After connecting the entertainment systems, turn on the power. Try to switch on the entertainment systems as quickly as possible. The first one on is the master and gets to select the options. So like, be fast, dude. If both Lynx systems are not turned on within 7 seconds, it's like a total wipeout and you'll have to try again. According to the manual, the number of players appears at the bottom of the title screen, and if that number is incorrect, then somebody, obviously a valley, failed to switch on within the 7 seconds limit. So turn off both entertainment systems and try again. The master presses A to continue to the events menu, and the master then determines the event selection and the order. That seems a bit unfair. Finally, select an event by pressing the joypad up or down to highlight your choice. Then press A or B. To enhance the play, the following optional game controls allow you to modify the display. Control music output, or pause, or restart the game. And of course it gives you directions on how to flip the screen 180 degrees for left-handed play, or how to pause the game, or how to return to the title screen. Now also from the manual, here's how you play the games. California Games is a challenge of skills for one or two players. The object of the game is to get the highest score in each individual event. Players can also compete for the top score in overall competition. California Games includes four exciting events. Halfpipe skateboard, footbag, surfing, and BMX bike racing. Improve your skills, compete with your family and friends, and become a California champion. To prepare for the awesome challenges of the California games, wax your board and slip into your jams, then let the games, like, begin. The first game it gives you instructions for is BMX Bike Racing, which stands for Bicycle Motocross. It also stands for Radical Action and Gnarly Competition, according to the manual. Riders use strong, lightweight bicycles to race on an action-packed course in the California desert. There are plenty of jumps, bumps, and dips. Watch out for the whoop-de-doos, long rows of low bumps. They look like parking barriers in the game. You will need speed, a good sense of timing, and a heavy dose of endurance. Cover the course in the fastest possible time, performing stunts and avoiding or jumping over obstacles. The fastest daredevil rider wins the event. And if you crash, you press A to get back on the bike. Please note that timing is important to perform stunts and jumps. You must time the start and finish of each move to complete it successfully. If you land off balance, you will crash. Here's some of the strategy hints they give you in the manual for BMX bike racing. 
Keep your speed up, but slow down to avoid some obstacles. Start a flip as you reach the edge of a cliff or a bump, and jump over obstacles or small ditches. For scoring, try to complete the course within the 1 minute and 30 second time limit. The faster your time, the higher your score will be. You also get points for flips. 10 points for a single, 50 points for a double, 100 points for a triple, 200 points for a quadruple. You receive a 25% bonus if you finish the course on time, and you get big points for jumping off cliffs. When you complete the course, you get one point for each second left in the time limit. So finishing the course in the fastest possible time is important, but the highest scores go to the riders who perform the most daring stunts. On to surfing. This is actually my favorite game. Here's what the manual says about it. Surfing began in Hawaii as the sport of kings. Now it rules the California coastline. From Santa Cruz to Rincon Point, surfers and their colorful boards dot the miles of sun-splashed beaches. Now you can join them. Are you a valley or a local? You will soon find out. Shoot the curl, shred the face, and eat a little sand when you wipe out. It will be totally tubular. You'll be there, and you'll be hot. Competition surfing is a game of staying near the curl of the wave and maneuvering your board smoothly at high speeds. Ride the face of the wave, moving back and forth in and out of the tube. Use, it says in quotations, as much of the wave as you can before your ride comes to an end. You press A to catch a wave and start the event. Hold the joypad left and avoid wiping out at the start of your ride. Steer the board by moving the joypad left or right. You control the surfer from his point of view. To make the surfer go to his right, press the joypad right. Hold A button down to make sharper turns. Note that sharp turns slow you down. If you get too close to the bottom of the wave, you will wipe out. If you go over the top and turn your board around in the air, you can catch the wave again. You'll wipe out if you come back down at a bad angle. You get 1 minute and 30 seconds for the event, or 3 wipeouts, 6 in a 2 player game. You earn more points for longer rides, so try to ride each wave as long as you possibly can. Here's some strategy it gives you in the manual. Use the wave. Riding along straight far out into the break counts for very little. Take risks. The more risks you take to do your stunts, the more points you earn. In 2 player games, Make use of the other surfer. It's amazing what you can do with, like, the extra boost that comes from running over another surfer. Making cutbacks, which are 180 degree turns, moving up and down the wave, and doing 360s, complete circles, all earn high scores. Earn maximum points for high speed turns and aerial maneuvers. For scoring in surfing, your score depends on the length of your ride, the number of turns you make, and your speed each time you turn. You can earn high points from the judges for riding in the tube, underneath the curl of the wave, and riding near the break. Catching air scores extra points. Ride up to the top of the wave until the end of your board clears the crest, then turn and continue your ride. Now on to half-pipe skateboarding. It's time to get air on the half-pipe. Skateboarding is definitely an awesome event, combining strength and coordination, often with radical results. You will ride a skateboard in a specially built half-pipe. You have a 1 minute and 15 second time period, or 3 falls, to build up speed and successfully complete stunts. Score points for each stunt. The highest score wins the event. The object of the half-pipe event is to ride the board back and forth on the ramp, performing stunts with proper timing and execution. To start off, you press A or B to start the event. To gain speed, or kick, move the joypad up when the skater rides up the side of the ramp, then move the joypad down when the skater rides down. 
To perform a stunt, move the joypad as shown in the diagram. And there's a diagram in the manual. Pay attention to timing. You will fall if you move the joypad too soon, too late, or if you hold it too long. After three falls, the event's over. To start a kick turn, press A when the skater is in the area of the pipe indicated in the diagram. Earn maximum points by starting your turn early and waiting until the last moment to finish the turn. And to start an aerial turn, press A after the skater is in the air off the edge of the ramp. Again, earn maximum points by starting your turn early and waiting until the last moment to finish the turn. Try as I might, I never could master this game. To perform a hand plant, press and hold B just as the skater reaches the top of the ramp. The skater plants his hands and flips the board over his head. Wait to release the button until the board arcs over and returns to the ramp. Earn maximum points by releasing the button at the last second. I was able to do this a couple of times. After falling, press A to get back onto the top of the pipe. Press A again to start down the pipe. Now while your skater is at the bottom of the half pipe, steer your skater left or right. Move the joypad right to steer right and left to steer left. Here's some strategy it gives you for the half pipe. It is important to build up the right amount of speed before trying a stunt. Learn to use the joypad to kick as described above. Above all, be sure to get plenty of practice on the half pipe. This event takes experience to get the timing down just right. Boy, ain't that so. And finally, about the scoring for the game. You score points for each stunt completed successfully. Your score increases with the amount of risk you take. For example, if you hold a turn until the last moment, you get more points than if you pull out early when it is safer. Some stunts are more difficult and earn higher scores than others. Finally, we move on to the footbag game. This is probably the most laid back event, but don't get too mellow. It is not easy. The footbag event is like juggling with your feet. You have to keep a juggling bag in the air for one minute and 30 seconds without using your hands. Success is all in the timing. If you time your kicks correctly, you will keep the ball high in the air, giving yourself time to gain extra points by performing stunts. The highest score wins the event. Hacking at the sack, hence the name, with your feet, knees, and head, you must make as many kicks as you can before time runs out. A timer in the upper right corner indicates the amount of time remaining, and you get extra points for every stunt you perform. You press A to kick the bag into the air and start the event. You press B to attempt to trip the other player in a two-player mode. You press A to kick again just before the falling bag reaches your foot. And then you move the joypad as indicated in the diagram in the manual to control other movements. The game automatically chooses the best kick to do, based on the position of the foot bag when you press the button. Each kick receives a different score based on its difficulty level. Hit the bag with your head by pressing A or pressing the joypad up when the bag is above the head. Catch the foot bag by kicking and holding the button until the foot bag falls onto you. When the foot bag hits the ground, move directly in front of it and press A to resume play. The right or red score is your cumulative score tallied from the time you last dropped the bag. The highest possible cumulative score is 1000. If you drop the bag, the score is zeroed and you begin again. The green score on the left is your total score. Each time you kick the bag, your cumulative score is added to your total score. To get a high score, it is vital that you do not drop the foot bag. The more complicated kicks and stunts that you complete before time runs out, the higher your score will be. You receive special bonus points for variety, so use as many different stunts as you can. Outside kick to outside kick scores very high. Kicking from the front is easier to control than from the back. Since there are no knee kicks from the back, it's easy to lose control. Unless, of course, you're a flamingo. Do difficult high-scoring kicks until you get a good cumulative score. Then do safe, easy tricks 
like toe kicks to keep adding to your score. Do wild stunts at the end when you have little to lose. If things get too crowded in a two-player game, trip the other footbagger by positioning your man just to the left of the other and pressing B. That's mean. Here's how you score in footbag. You earn points for each successful stunt or kick. More difficult stunts, like turning around while the bag is in the air, earn higher scores. If you do the same combination twice in a row, your score for that combination doubles. Three in a row triples the score. You get 10 bonus points for turning around, hitting the bag with your head, or catching the footbag. You get very few, if any, points for hitting the footbag off your toes. When you are facing away, you cannot kick the footbag off the ground with your toes. You must move so the footbag is exactly between your heels. Then move the joypad up to score a 40-point bonus. If you keep your footbag up when tripping the other player, you earn 25 points. Score an extra 50 points for hitting the seagull in the beak with the footbag, but only in this game. Be kind to the birdies in the other events. I love doing this, and I actually got pretty good at it. And here are some of the stunts in footbag. Half axle, which is any two kicks with a half spin in between. A full axle is any two kicks with a full spin in between. A horseshoe is left back kick plus right back kick. A jester is a left or right jumping kick. A double arch is left outside kick plus right outside kick plus left outside kick. And a Dota, D-O-D-A, is a left outside kick plus a headbutt plus a right outside kick. As I mentioned before, after each event, the screen displays the top three scores for each event. If your score for the game you just completed is one of the top three, it will appear highlighted on the screen. And that is how you play California games. The Atari Lynx Handicast will return after this brief advert. Can anyone handle the power of color? Atari Lynx, the portable video arcade. Lynx, so packed with action. Racked with attraction. Stacked with more games for total satisfaction. It'll blow you away. Lynx, more fun and games from Atari. Most of the reviews for California games run somewhere in the middle to high range, especially for the surfing game. The first review I'll highlight is from Jeff at jvgs.com. He had this to say about California games. This sports game has four events in which you can compete. BMX, surfing, halfpipe, skateboarding, and footbag. In each one, you try to complete various stunts, which earn you points. The surfing and BMX levels are my favorites, while the other two sports are slightly less enjoyable. It's a fun game overall, especially when competing against a friend. Veteran writer Robert A. Jung's 1999 review of California Games ends with this verdict. It's understandable why Atari includes California Games in the deluxe Lynx packages. It's easy, varied, non-violent, have to placate worried parents, you know, looks and sounds well, and come Lynxable. I didn't know that was a word. However, with only four basic games available, most players will want a tougher challenge soon enough. If you don't already own California games, you may want to consider a different title. The full review is hyperlinked in the Lynx links. 
In 2003, the notoriously tough video game critic at videogamecritic.com gave California Games an A- rating, saying, in part, This is the game that made me realize just how great the Lynx is. California Games is not particularly complex or involved, but it's always a good time. Atari made a smart decision bundling this game with the Lynx. It's a likable, high-quality title with four events that play like individual games. BMX biking, surfing, halfpipe, and footbag. There's not a dud in the bunch, with each event being easy to play but difficult to master. It helps that the events tend to be short, giving them an addictive, one-more-time quality. And you can read the full review, which is linked in the Lynx links. In 2004, Cyril Latchell at Defunct Games gave California Games a subpar score of C-, saying, Hmm, so after you've played through all the games, you will come to the conclusion that there's only two good parts of this game, half-pipe and surfing, and then you'll realize that this game isn't really worth playing at all. Well, at least this isn't New York Games. You can read his entire review by clicking on the link in the Link's Link section of the show notes. Here's the summary from a 2008 review submitted by Alex Holmes to Retro Gamer Magazine for California Games. The next time it's pelting down with rain and you're feeling all depressed, load up California Games and take a sun-drenched stroll down memory lane. Just make sure you stay away from the diabolical sequel. The full Retro Gamer Team review is linked in the show notes under Link's Links. Chris Alamo sums up his 2009 review of California Games by saying, California Games was a terrific choice as an initial pack-in for the Lynx, as the four events provide variety, and the game as a whole really shows what the Lynx was capable of. Its pick-up-and-play nature really favors the handheld platform, and it's always a good choice when you have five minutes to kill, but it's also entertaining enough for longer gaming sessions. His full review from Classic Gaming Quarterly can be found linked in the Lynx links. Roger Barr at iMockery ranked California Games as number 9 in his list of top 10 Lynx games. Here is his complete brief review. Portable gaming was all about the hardcore gamer's refusal to actually go outside and engage in any kind of physical activity. California Games on the Lynx is how gamers would meet the outdoorsy types halfway. Sure, gamers would be outdoors and participating in sports, but they'd be playing these sports on their portable Lynx. I'm sure carrying that heavy Atari Lynx around outdoors was considered to be exercised by some sad individuals. Regardless, the Lynx version of California Games is very faithful to the original one we all grew up playing on the Commodore 64. Furthermore, this is the game that was actually packaged with the original Atari Lynx system. Nothing like playing the hacky sack, footbag, minigame, and trying to hit the seagulls that fly by. The Aus Retro Gamer gave these ratings out of 100% for California games at the conclusion of his 2013 review of the game. For graphics, he gave it 92%, sound 92%, playability 94%, lastability 95%, and an overall score of 93%. You can read his review by clicking on the link in the link's links. Drew Kanaz at Indie Retro News in 2014 summarized his review of California Games by saying, I would say this game is a great collection to introduce the Atari Lynx to the world. A collection of very different games with some nice colorful graphics. An interesting comparison to the black and white beginning of the Game Boy. 
really shows what marketing can do or destroy. All in all, as much as I love surfing and BMX, Halfpipe and Footbag feel lacking in comparison, so I would have to give the game 7 out of 10. His review is linked in the links links. There is a three-part out of a projected four-part 2015 review of California Games at Atari.io posted by Justin. I won't summarize Justin's long review and memories of the links as well. Just click on the links to all three parts in the links links. It's definitely a good read. Last but not least, JMac or JMC just posted a review of California Games on AtariGamer.com. He gave the game an overall rating of 8.5 out of 10, but please read the entire review. He makes some very good points about the game. A link to his 2018 review on AtariGamer.com can be found in the links links in the show notes. Now what about my own review? California Games is a cartridge that is definitely worth having, if for no other reason than to play the surfing game on the handheld. I initially thought playing any of the four games on the handheld would be a problem for me, and given how low my high scores are, maybe it still is a problem. But the playability was surprisingly easy for me, at least for two of the games. Here's what I like. Surfing and Footbag are the best games on the cartridge, with the surfing game number one. In surfing, I love the colors, the music, the controls, the special effects and graphics, pretty much everything. Footbag is also a surprisingly easy pick-up-and-play game for me, although to me the goal is to always try and hit the seagull's beak and watch it spin, rather than trying to amass points with trick shots. Also, the high score screen with the bikini-clad skater rolling across is an added plus, and that almost makes up for the non-inclusion of the roller skating in this port. The colors for all of the games are so vibrant and bright that it's hard not to like plugging this cart in and whiling away an hour or two. And Rudis and Vieira have come up with several catchy but completely different sets of in-game music for California games, and I love just leaving the game running and listening to the score for a while after I've played out my hands in each game. Finally, I really like the snarky quotes and sayings that pop up on screen whenever a good, or in my case bad, score is achieved. Now here's what I don't like. I don't like BMX and Halfpipe, if you haven't already guessed. I find the controls too difficult to master, especially for Halfpipe, and although the manual gives pretty specific instructions on what to do, reading and doing are two different things, at least for me. But that's all I don't like about California games. So what's my own rating? Here's how many links out of five that I'm giving California games. For gameplay, I'm giving it four links, graphics, four links, controls, three links, music, four links, Sound effects, four links, and for my overall rating, four links out of five. And that's it for reviews for California games. The Atari Lynx Handycast will return after this podcast promotion. Berg, this thing isn't working. What's that? Oh, uh, you're, you're wiggling right it here. wrong, Kevin. How do you do it? You gotta wiggle it like this. Ah, uh, that's much easier. Let's see? Then. Feels a little smoother. Uh, yeah. Uh, what does this button do? Oh, don't press that button. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> You'll shoot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Atari 2600 <laughs> Game by Game Podcast. Available on iTunes. <laughs>
fun facts and trivia. First, I'll look at the prices on online auctions. For a single loose cartridge on eBay, there were 13 California Games cartridges sold, ranging in price between $6.21 up to $16, and that's an average of $10.19. The single cartridge manual combo on eBay, there was one sold for $5. For a loose cartridge sold in a lot on eBay, there were seven lots sold, ranging in price between $15.99 all the way up to $59.99, averaging $29.71. Four lots were sold between $15.99 and $17.49 with loose cartridges of California games, Turbo Sub, and World Class Fussball Soccer, all from the same seller in the Netherlands. Then one lot sold for $33 with seven other loose cartridges. One loose cartridge was sold for $48 with a Lynx 1 console. And one loose cartridge sold with five other loose Lynx cartridges for $59.99. For cartridge manual combos sold in a lot on eBay, there was one sold for $48 with a CIB of Paperboy and Scrapyard Dog cartridge carton combo. That's it for eBay auctions for the last 90 days. Pricecharting.com averages for a loose cart of California games $9.13. CIB is $11.82. New is $11.91. Carton only is $4.73 and manual only is $2.96. Prices at other retailers. B&C Computer Visions is selling sealed NIB copies of California games on eBay for between $89.95 and $99.95. They're also selling sealed CIB copies of California games for $49.95. They're just not new in box. And cartridge manual combos for California games are going for $14.95 at B&C Computer Visions. But note that the price list for B&C was last updated September 23, 2016, so it may no longer be available there. Best Electronics has no sealed CIB copies of California games, but it does have cartridge manual combos selling for $14.95 and loose cartridges, it's not listed what style, for $9.95 if they're still in stock. The Goat Store has a loose flat style cartridge of California games for $11.99. Telegames in the UK is not selling California games at this time. And Video 61 in Atari Sales has cartridge manual combos of California games for sale at $49.95. Now let's talk about rarity. Atari Age gives the following rarity scores out of 10 for California games. For the flat style cartridge, it gives it a rating of 4, which means it's scarce plus. Getting harder to find, it may be difficult to track down if you're only hunting locally. For that reason, you may have to resort to online resources to track it down, although you should be able to pick it up inexpensively. For the Ridge-style cartridge of California games, Atari Age gives it a rarity of 5, which means it's rare. You don't see it every day unless you're really lucky. We're just getting into the rare territory, and you will probably have to do some trading or online buying to acquire this cartridge. Expect to pay in the $10 to $20 range on the collector market for it. And finally, for the curved lip-style cartridge, Atari Age gives California games a rarity of three, which means it's scarce. You don't find it in every pile, but you will find it often enough. AtariGamer.com gives the following rarity scores out of 100 for California games. For the flat style cartridge, 30, which means it's uncommon, starting to get difficult to find, but still accessible. For the ridge style cartridge, Atari Gamer gives it a rating of 36 out of 100, which is also uncommon. And for the curved lip style cartridge, gives it a rarity of 25, common, a little harder to find and starting to get some value. Rarityguide.com gives a rarity score for California games of 55% out of 100%, which means it's very sought after, difficult to find, and or high collectability value. You will most likely compete against many collectors to get an item in this category. Digital Press gives a rarity score for California games of R2 in a range from 0 to 10, 
which means you can find these titles just about anywhere too, but they're slightly less common, perhaps in certain areas. On to high scores. Highscore.com lists these high scores for California games. On actual hardware, for BMX, the high score is 758, set by Paperboy in the Netherlands in 2014. For Halfpipe, 25,915 by Animal Child in Australia in 2016. For Footbag, 3,199 by Frost in Ireland in 2014. And for Surfing, 11,555 by Super Default in Germany in 2016. Highscore lists these high scores for emulation. For BMX, 168 by Kernzy in the UK in 2014. For Halfpipe, 3,089 by Il Seabass in the US in 2017. For Footbag, 318 is the high score by 6 in Sweden in 2014. And for Surfing, 2190 by Toy Amigo in Belgium in 2016. Twin Galaxies lists these high scores for California games. For BMX, 912 by Katsushi Kitajima in 2007. For Footbag, 56,684 by Todd Smith in 2004. For the Halfpipe, 28,806 by Jason Dove in 2009, and for surfing, 11,140 by Frank Gemignani in 2004. Atari Age lists these high scores for California games. For BMX, 985 by Billy H.W., for Halfpipe, 31,096 by Damon Plus, and for surfing, 11,580 by Bad Pricey. There was no high score listed for Footbag in the Atari Age High Score Club. What about my own miserable high scores? Well, my own high score for California games sounds like this. For BMX, 74. And I had the snarky comment, way loser. For Halfpipe, 925. For Surfing, 385. And for Footbag, 1,552. Now we'll talk a little bit about cheats, hints, and Easter eggs. According to Trickster on Moby Games, there are a few hints to help you play California games. In BMX, if you stay just a little, about one pixel above the place where the grass meets the dirt, there won't be anything in your way. Also in BMX, you can crash the game by hitting the bale of hay at the bottom of the track just before the finish line. The game will freeze and the only thing you can do is turn it off. That's not really a hint. Also in BMX, if you're going really fast when you cross the finish line and jump just a little after crossing it, you will end up crashing into something you can't see way to the right. In surfing, you can ride the pelican. Run your last man into the bottom of the screen a few seconds before the timer runs out. The bird will fly across the screen until the timer runs out and you'll land on it. Also in surfing, it is possible to do an Unreal 360, which is five 360s in a row for 1,200 points, as opposed to 600 for a quadruple 360. It requires a lot of patience, though. In footbag, if you spin right after jumping, you spin faster than normal. Thus, jump and hit the bag with your head, then spin away. Now for a few fun facts. The flying disc and roller skating games, of course, were not included in the Lynx version of California games. And while the roller skating event was taken out of the Lynx version of the game, you can still see the roller skating girl skate by during the high score screen, as I mentioned. The manual for California games states that only two players can use the Comlinks cable to play the game simultaneously. Yet the back of the later release carton states that two to four players can link up. So while the Lynx version of the game only officially supports two players, you can Comlinks up to four if everyone turns on their Lynxes simultaneously. It may take a couple of tries, but it is possible. Gameplay is slightly slower in this mode whenever more than two players are on screen at the same time. Another fun fact is that in the Lynx version of California games, the wave in the surfing game moves from right to left, and in all the other versions of the game, the wave moves from left to right. And the final fun fact is there is a small brass collectible pin that was created during the original run of California games for the Lynx, 
The upper half of the pin features stylized representations of a skateboard, a BMX bike, a roller skate, and what looks like a sailboat with a yellow sun and green palm fronds in the background. Across the center of the pin is the word California in capital yellow letters with a white silhouette of a palm tree replacing the letter I. And below that in solid yellow is the standard broken font Lynx logo with the Atari Fuji logo and the word Atari both in blue. Atari Lynx Handicast will return after this brief advert. You gonna buy the same old game, boy? Atari Lynx, the portable video arcade. With the biggest screen for full-color attraction, stereo sound and 16-bit action, and more and more games for total satisfaction. Lynx will blow you away. Lynx, more fun and games from Atari. Listen to feedback. Under Facebook, here are some comments and messages that I got. In thread number one, in my posting on Facebook announcing the availability of episode 05, Gauntlet the Third Encounter, I got these comments. Gregory D. George said, I beat it back in the day as the wizard. Fun game, but I wish it was horizontally oriented. And I said, yeah, I do too, Gregory. Although the portrait mode doesn't really bother me much because I'm so used to playing clacks that way. Ricardo Pipa said, My first memories of walking in an arcade on vacation and hearing Elf Needs Health was always great. I never played this back in the day, but I have now and I really enjoyed it. Keep up the great work, Pipes. And I said, thanks, Pipes. As usual, your feedback is always welcome. John McQueen said, Great episode. I got to about level 30 in Gauntlet, I think. I found it too difficult to conserve health at that point. My favorite enemy is definitely the plant that completely eats you and spits you out into the air. Gobble munch. Ah, delicious gulp. Burp. <laughs> and I said, I'm always reminded of the little shop of horrors when I get spit out by those plants. Thanks for the feedback, John. In thread number two, in my Facebook post soliciting feedback for this episode, I got these two comments. Again, from John McQueen, he said, The included manual for that game is a crack-up. Someone had a lot of fun writing those instructions. And Ricardo Pipas said, I only ever played this on the ZX Spectrum and the Commodore 64 back in the day, but I do remember seeing previews for the links in magazines, and when I saw the California game screenshot, I was like, wow, that's going to need some batteries. Finally, in my Facebook post about losing about half of the script outline for this episode, I got these comments. Brad Arnold of the Atari Antic podcast said, Wouldn't have happened if you were using a TI word processor. And I said, I have the TI word processor and the RS-232 interface card, but alas, no printer. And Juan Jose Torres said, Sad to hear that, Mark. Don't worry, though. I'm pretty sure the Lynx community will patiently wait for your next episode for as long as necessary. I hope that's true. And I said, thanks, Juan. That's one thing out of many things that is great about the Lynx community. It's so understanding. Then Bobby Idod Moore said, Apart from me, I'm impatient. I want my podcast now. And Ron Alpert said, Inexcusable. And I said, Inconceivable. Inconceivable. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. 
Corbin Davies said, I know you can extract embedded media from Office Docs by changing the extension manual to zip and extracting the files. Don't know if this will expose any of the raw content or not. Just make sure you have the doc extension shown in Explorer so you can actually change the file type. And I said, thanks, Corbin. I already tried that. Was only able to retrieve the first page out of about seven, I think, and already had that page in my backup. I appreciate the help, though. John McQueen said, It's happened to all of us at least once. And Juan Jose Torres said, I assume the document in question is not in any sort of synced folder, like Dropbox, OneDrive, Google Drive, etc., is it? And I said, An accurate assumption. Juan Jose Torres said, Tough luck. Document history in the cloud would have saved your day. Well, patience. Things will come together eventually. And I said, yeah, I will spend a little time reconstructing what's missing from the document, then see if I can finish principal recording and editing over the next several days. And lesson learned. Like voting, I should do it responsibly and often, meaning backing up my work. And that's all the feedback I got for the Atari Lynx Handicast Facebook page. But I do have some feedback from Kieran Hawken of the Laird's Lair YouTube channel about California games that he posted on the Atari Lynx Sector Facebook page. And I recommend you check out that page out. It's pretty good. Kieran said, According to California Games creator, the Lynx version was originally supposed to have all six events. Because the main guys at Epics were all so bogged down in the hardware and developing their own new games, they hired some outside guys to do the port. But because the hardware was totally alien to them, they really struggled with it. When Atari said they wanted it as a pack-in game, they had to pull it back in-house to finish it and compromised on four events like the 2600 version to get it finished in time. California Games was started for Lynx but abandoned when Epics went bust. The team were either laid off or moved on to other more essential projects. It was originally going to have a proper version of Wipeout by the Beach Boys for the surfing event, but the bosses at Epics didn't want to pay to license two pieces of music so kept Louie Louie and changed the surfing music to just sound similar. In the Comlinks mode, there are several extra features like the ability to fight other players in the footbag event. Epics made several different pieces of apparel, including t-shirts, baseball caps, and towels to celebrate the release of the game on the Lynx. These are now incredibly rare and sought after. My own personal memory of this title is playing it four-player over Comlinks in the common room at school. There were five of us who owned Lynxes, and we'd have crazy sessions on this game that would end up making us late for lessons. If there is anybody out there who knows more about the Lynx and its games, then I'd love to know who. Thank you, Kieran. I really appreciate all of the information about this episode's game, and also about your memories of playing it. Cheers, mate. Moving on to Twitter tweets and comments... I posted pictures on Twitter of my Atari Lynx display at the Vintage Computer Festival Southeast 6.0, which was held on April 21 through 22 in Roswell, Georgia. I received several comments. Somber at Som128 said, Are those Game Boy game cases with custom J-card style inserts? And I said, Yes, Game Boy color cases. I made the inserts myself, and the red and black boxes in the Lynx carrying cases are actually bottoms of Velveeta cheese cartons. Each Velveeta bottom holds 16 GBC cases, allowing the Lynx case to hold 64 games neatly. Professor Tina Ashford said, Impressive setup. I was glad to be able to see your collection. And I said, Thanks for the compliment, Professor, and I'm so glad you stopped by. Josh Malone said, Great exhibit. I didn't get a picture of it, but the upgraded screen on your machine looks terrific. And I said, Thanks, Josh. Retro HQ said, Is there a Lynx SD there somewhere? And I said, Not yet. Maybe sometime in the future. Bill Kendrick said, Represent. And he gave two Lynx paw prints. Super Nerdsuck said, Brilliant. And Atari Gamer said, That is so cool 
cool mark. Lizette said, So proud of you. Kiss, kiss, kiss. That's because she's my wife. Retro Amigo said, Look sharp and well thought out. The ghost of Atari past is surely impressed. In response to my tweet soliciting feedback for this episode, I got one comment from my oldest friend, Howard. He said, Be sure to interject dude and sweet every third word. Learn that from the movie Dude, Where's My Car? I said thanks, Howie. In response to a tweet by Juan Jose Torres about an Atari Lynx display at the Retro Madrid show on April 27th through 30, I said, Linksters, we need to meet up in Madrid. And Undead to the end said, We do. Wish I was closer. Would definitely do this. Amiga Bill of the Guru Meditation YouTube channel posted a picture of my VCFSE Lynx display saying, Great Atari Lynx exhibit at last week's VCFSE by Lynx Handicast. Three Amiga engineers, RJ Michael, Dave Needle, and Glenn Keller all worked on the Lynx. Mark had the new screen replacement, which is absolutely gorgeous. Pete Fletcher said, I'm sending my Lynx to to get the McWill screen treatment next week. I'm very excited. Amiga Bill said, Pete, the new screen is incredible. And Electron Ash said, Hopefully I can add something to the mix soon, but with HDMI output, the ability to run certain 8-bit FPGA cores and act as an inbuilt flash card. I haven't tested my board on a Lynx just yet, but soon. And Amiga Bill said, Whoa, that would be amazing, Ash. That's it for Twitter comments for this episode. Moving on to the Atari Lynx forums comments and messages. In response to my goofy photo soliciting feedback for this episode, I received the following comment from Turbo Laser Lynx. Haha, great post and funny photo, dude. When I first got my Lynx with California games, I thought that there was something wrong with the game or that I only got a demo or something because it only had four events compared to the other ports. I was a little let down at first, but over time, California Games has proven to be one of the best Lynx titles. It's colorful, the music is great, it's truly a pick up and play at any time, and the graphics are impressive. BMX and surfing are my favorites, but I usually play a round of Halfpipe as well to listen to the catchy 80s music and have a look at some fantastic scaling effect. Haven't been able to learn how to play Halfpipe in 30 years. The only thing I know how to do is a turn at the correct time. Can someone please explain to me how to play the Halfpipe event on the links? It's pretty evident when following the forum here at Atari Age over the years that it's a well-liked game by lots and lots of Lynx enthusiasts. By the way, about the Gauntlet episode. High quality, great podcast once again. I've tried to like Gauntlet many times. The intro music and character select is so nice, but never being able to get into it. Shinto's positive review of it really made me want to give it yet another chance. At least if I find someone to calm links the game with. Thanks for the feedback, Turbo Laser Links. I really appreciate it. Now on to some emails. Eugenio, known as TrekMD on both the Atari Age Lynx forums and RetroVideoGamer.co.uk forums, sent me an email about his experience with the Lynx, along with his thoughts about the games I've covered so far in the podcast, including California games. It's a long email, but well worth listening to. Here's what he wrote. Hello, Mark. I hope all things are well. I had not had the opportunity to send feedback for your podcast, and I figured it was about time to remedy that. I have been listening to the episodes, and I've really enjoyed them. I like the format you have chosen for the episodes, also because you have created something unique when compared to other podcasts I listen to. Well done. So before I get into the games, how about I tell you a little bit about my story with the Lynx, Atari's little cat. I remember seeing the advertisements for the Atari Lynx and saying to myself that I had to get it. Having seen the Game Boy's paltry gray screen, I knew Atari had created a far superior handheld and just had to have it. Unfortunately, I had to wait until late 1991 to get the system, as I did not have the money to purchase it when it first launched. 
KB Toys was having a sale and I took advantage of that to buy the system along with some games. Unbeknownst to me though, the version of the Lynx 1 I had purchased was the Lynx 2. I did notice it looked a bit different from the pictures I had seen before, but I did not realize then that Atari had redesigned the system. By the time I got the Lynx, I was more conscientious when it came to video games I bought, and I did with the Lynx as I did with my Atari 7800. I kept all the boxes. Wow, that's great. I still have all those boxes today, including the original box for my Lynx 2, along with the price sticker. At the time, I bought as many of the games as I could find. I did not get a complete collection until years later, though. When I became active on inline forums, I started to learn about other types of games made for the system, homebrews. Slowly but surely, I started to get as many of those as I could, and I even started collecting some of the prototype games that were sold on eBay on PCB cards. After some time, I had built up a very nice collection. Besides the console and games, I also obtained the small and large carrying cases, the battery pack, and the sun protector for the screen. When I discovered the cart sleeves made by Songbird Productions, I also got a number of those so I could better organize my games. Sadly, those are no longer available at Songbird, I've checked. I thought that what better thing to do than to create labels for these, and so I did. All of those games now have unique labels to identify them. More recently, I decided to make one upgrade to my links. I got the new LCD screen from McWill, and am I glad I did. It makes the system shine like never before. So that is my story with Atari's little cat. I hope that wasn't too long. No, it wasn't. Believe me. In any case, here is some feedback on the games you've covered. Blue Lightning. This is a visually stunning game for the system that must have been inspired by Afterburner. It has nine levels of play in different settings where you get to destroy enemy planes, ground installations, and battleships. The game has great sound effects and the scaling shows off what the Lynx can do. There are plenty of enemies to deal with and the game does have a good level of difficulty. There are times when there is so much going on that you sort of start shooting and praying you hit your targets and survive. One thing that I find cool is having the ability to land and see the plane being refueled and resupplied. A great title for the little cat. Electrocop. This game is a maze runner in a pseudo 3D environment that looks quite impressive. It feels like a 3D version of Berserk since you have to walk around to defeat robots, but the premise itself is different. The goal is to save the president's daughter as she has been kidnapped and taken to some highly technological base. You have various weapons you can find to use against your enemies, but these can be lost if the robots shoot you. This title is probably one of the best examples of scaling in the links, and one with tremendous detail. Music and sound effects are rather good as well. Rampage. I spent a great many quarters playing Rampage in the arcade, and I did get the Atari 7800 version so I could play it at home. But when I found out there was a version for the Lynx, I just had to get it. Not only is this a great adaptation of the arcade game, but it even adds to it by including an extra character to allow for up to four simultaneous players via the comlinks. The graphics and sound are excellent, including the in-game music. This is really one of the top games for the system that I recommend to all Lynx owners. Gates of Zendokan. I have always been a fan of shooting games, and this one definitely is among my favorites. Gates of Zendokan has great graphics and music and controls extremely well. I realize that many find this game to be slow, but that is fine with me. Of course, one can always play in the hard version so things are faster, but I know not everyone feels even that is fast enough. It's also amazing to see how different the score can be comparing to easy and hard modes. I've spent a great many hours playing this game and I always find myself going back to it. As far as I'm concerned, this game is a winner. And finally, Gauntlet the Third Encounter. Gauntlet was a game I spent many hours playing while I was in college. 
The student lounge was in front of my dorm building and it had one of those machines. Many of us got together and played, played, and played some more until we ran out of quarters. I'm just a fan of the franchise, so imagine how I felt when I saw a version of Gauntlet for the Lynx. When I first played it, I was expecting to see many of the familiar enemies, but much to my surprise, they weren't there. Little did I know that this game was not really Gauntlet, but another game that got renamed Gauntlet. Regardless, I thought it was cool having so many characters to choose from, and I dug in. The game is visually impressive with nice sound effects and music, but it lacks a key feature of Gauntlet games. Speech. The game also does feel a bit on the slow side if played alone, so it is much better to play this with a friend or two using comlinks. It would have been great if they had added some way to save your game so that you can pick up from that point. Having to start all over again can be hard given how many levels the game has. In any case, despite the differences from the original Gauntlet, this is still a game I like. And now on to California games, he says, This was the first game I ever played on the Lynx, and I was mesmerized by it. Mind you that I'm not big into sports, but this title is fun no matter what. Of the four events, Halfpipe, Surfing, BMX, and Footbag, the only one I have a hard time with is Halfpipe. Surfing is just love, love, love. Doing triple spins over a wave is just too cool. The first time I managed to do that, I was all smiles and then I kept on trying to do it. No matter what sports one decides to play though, the game has fantastic graphics, great music, and excellent sound effects. It's too bad the scores are not stored as that would have been a nice feature. If anyone has a Lynx but they don't have this title, I'd advise you to get it. Plenty of fun to be had. So that's all for now. Until next time, keep up the good work. Oh, and what is it that you say? Oh yes, eat, sleep, Lynx, repeat. Going to the final frontier, gaming, Eugenio. Thank you so much for that email, Eugenio. I love hearing about your lengthy experience with Atari's little cat, as you call it. And I really appreciate your thoughts on the first six games so far. So now Eugenio is caught up on submitting feedback. What about the rest of my loyal listeners, huh? Just ribbing everyone. I will say, though, that if you're listening to the Handicast, you also need to check out the RetroVideoGamer.co.uk forums, if you haven't already done so. There is tons of great Atari Lynx info there. And thanks again, Eugenio, for your email. I really appreciate it. I also received an email from Wade of the Inverse Ataski podcast. Let's hear what Wade has to say. Hey, Mark. I meant to do an audio submission. Time has gotten the best of me. To make your deadline, I'm submitting ASCII text. First, I had a Lynx 2-2. No, not a 2-2. Lulz. I think I got it around 93, but my memory may be wrong. I know I kept it until approximately 2002, then for some stupid reason I sold it. I really enjoyed this little machine. So, California Games. If I recall correctly, this was a pack-in when I got mine. I also had Toki, Checkered Flag, Hard Drive-In, and a couple of others that must have left me underimpressed since I can't recall them. I spent a lot of time playing these. I happen to like California games, especially the surfing. I used to play that right after going to bed, almost if not every day. Single life. Hashtag do what you want when you want. I also enjoyed BMX and Hacky Sack in that order, but something about the surfing drew me in. I also think the graphics were quite good considering the screen resolution. Someone should port this to the iOS, so get cracking. By the way, I'm enjoying the podcast and wishing I still had my links. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Wade. Thank you, Wade. So, you had Toki and Hard Driving, huh? Those are two very different games on the links, both in subject matter and, in my honest opinion, in quality, but I'll discuss that when I get to them in the Handicast. I noticed you didn't mention your experience with the Halfpipe game. 
I totally understand. That game is my least favorite from California games, mainly because I have so much trouble making any sense of the controls, as you've heard. Anywho, I know that you don't have a Lynx anymore, but I know you can certainly get one again. Come with us into the light. Run to the light, baby! Thanks a lot, Wade. I did receive two audio submissions for this episode. The first one is from R.D. Reynolds of WrestleCrap.com and WrestleCrap Radio. Let's hear what he has to say about California games. Hey, hey, it's R.D. Reynolds from WrestleCrap.com and WrestleCrap Radio, the podcast that doesn't really talk wrestling and isn't really on the radio. Eh, we've been around for 18 years, so we must be doing something right. Anywho, I caught the Lynx Handicast, and I wanted to give my thoughts on California games. I've been hands-on with the Lynx pretty much since launch, and I think California Games is one of the best titles I have ever played. Not Lynx games, not portable games, just video games in general. And I've been playing video games since before the Atari 2600 on those old Pong consoles. California Games is something so special. But I need to be a little more specific. It's, it's only the surfing part. That surfing in California games is just perfect. It's absolutely the best. I've never even really spent any time trying to figure out how to play the other stuff because whenever I can get my hands on California games, that's all I want to play. Give me the surfing. It's really the definition. It's the perfect definition of the old adage, easy to learn, hard to master. You know, getting a triple 360, that's fun. Getting a quadruple 360, that's cool. But whenever you start really playing and you get those very elusive Unreal 360s and especially the WoW 360s, that's when you're really doing something right. I've been playing this game for 25 years, over a quarter of a century. And when I get one of those, I'm every bit as thrilled as the first time I ever played it. I think the best thing I can tell you about how much I love this game I play it on a Lynx, of course. That's how the game is meant to be played. But I have a Mac Mini running handy. And anytime I get a new TV, the very first thing I do is I grab a controller, hook up that Mac Mini, and I start playing California games on that TV. I just got a 75-inch TV. It's ridiculous. And playing California games on there absolutely rocks. I don't care if the pixels are as big as my head. Who cares when a game is this good? This is absolutely a Hall of Fame game, one of the best video games I have ever played. I wish you the best uh, with the Lynx Handicast. Thank you, R.D. Wow, I can only think of three things to say. One, I think it's amazing that you've been playing the surfing game from California Games for over 25 years. Please tell me what you think your high score is. Two... I also think it's amazing that you play California games on the handy emulator on a 75-inch TV. And three, please don't mince words. Please tell my listeners how you really feel about surfing on the Lynx port of California games. Just kidding, RD. I really appreciate your thoughts on this episode's game, and thanks so much for providing an audio submission. I received another audio submission from Shinto of the Atari Jaguar Game by Game podcast. Let's hear what he has to say about California games. My brother and I loved the Atari 2600 version of California games, played it to death. But that's probably the story for a whole other podcast, maybe even 
I'm just spitballing here. Atari 2600 Game by Game Podcast, episode 125, published August 3rd, 2016. But given our experience with the 2600 version, we thought we knew what to expect with the Lynx game when my brother got it along with his Model 2. But we were wrong, for good reasons and not-so-good reasons. The first thing that jumped out, of course, the graphics. The Atari 2600 version has an awesome title screen, but that spinning license plate was hugely impressive on the Lynx, and the music is brilliant, just amazing, throughout the game. Louie Louie is actually the low point in the game's soundtrack. In terms of the actual events, footbag and surfing were the biggest surprises. These were our least favorite events on the 2600 version, but are fantastic here. In the footbag events, the water looks great, the chain link fence in the foreground is a nice touch. It's a really nice looking stage in general, and I love how the music intensifies based off of how well you're doing. It enhances the gameplay. I do kind of miss the sounds that the 2600 game makes when you catch the ball, though. Yeah, that one. Surfing is more fun here than on the 2600, and of course is truly a sight to behold. There's a reason the surfing screen was shown on so many print ads for the Lynx. It looks great. We got pretty good at the half-pipe event on the 2600, but never quite got the hang of it here in this version. But the biggest disappointment was BMX. Sure, it looks great and adds depth versus the strictly two-dimensional 2600 version, but man, we spent so much time mastering the BMX event on the 2600, and we could get into a serious rhythm playing it, but we never achieved the same aptitude on the Lynx, not even close. Maybe if we had a second copy of the game and linked up, then it would have been a different story, but, you know, I don't think so. It just, it doesn't have the same speed and quick reflex fun of the 2600 port. Supposedly, there's like a one pixel wide path that you can take all the way down without running into anything, but I never mastered that trick. So, California Games is definitely solid. It's a great pack-in. But I just didn't get into it as much as I did with the older 2600 version. It was technically my brother's game back then, so I didn't get to play it as often. And now that I do have it, after he gave me his disused collection, as I've mentioned in past audio submissions, now that I do have the cart, I don't have the time to really play it like I did with the 2600 version, which was ugh, 30 years ago. I definitely had a lot more time on my hands 30 years ago. Maybe I will again 30 years from now. Who knows? As usual, Shinto, I want to thank you for sharing your memories of California games. I appreciate how you like the Atari VCF version of the game better than the Lynx version. Face it, you've been playing that version a lot longer. And I agree with your assessment of the music. As usual, Rudis and Vieira did a bang-up job on this one. And yes, I agree that there are many reasons why the surfing game was featured on so many print ads for the Lynx. But don't forget that it also figured prominently in the TV ad for the Lynx that introduced the game system and featured a young actor named Tobey Maguire. The graphics, music, playability, fun factor, everything clicks for the surfing game in the Lynx port of California games. And your comment about having more time now than 30 years ago instantly took me back to the classic song by Styx. Thanks so much, Shinto, for your awesome memories and feedback, and please keep your audio submissions coming if you can. And to my loyal listeners, please be sure to check out Shinto's Atari Game by Game podcast. It's for Jaguar owners and non-owners alike, 
and it's a lot of fun. Wrapping it up. Well, that's about it for my coverage of the Atari Lynx title, California Games. I'm sorry this episode was so late, but I wanted to make sure I got everything about this popular game correct and complete, and I really hope you all enjoyed it. In the next episode, I will be covering the first third-party game to be covered on the Atari Lynx Handicast, Fidelity Ultimate Chess Challenge by Telegames. And if you have any feedback for episode 07, Fidelity Ultimate Chess Challenge, please try to get that feedback submitted to me by May 25th, 2018, so that I can include it on the podcast. I'd like to get that episode out as soon as I can, so I can get my schedule back on track. Just listen to this episode's ending credits, where Monty will tell you how and where to submit it. Episodes of the Handicast coming up after Fidelity Ultimate Chess Challenge are... Episode 08, Xenophobe. Episode 09, Chips Challenge. Episode 10, Todd's Adventures in Slime World. Episode 11, Zarlor Mercenary, and Episode 12, Clax. Join me then, won't you? Until then, keep linksing. Leaving so soon? Thanks are in order for the Free Music Archive, which allows for the song 8-Bit Core by Tagirigus to be used as the opening and closing theme music for the Atari Lynx Handicast under the Creative Commons license. The Free Music Archive also allows for the following songs and artists to be used in this episode. Coast Highway by A.A. Alto, Untitled by Jesse Spillane, Breaking Waves by Psychedelic Pedestrian, O Ford by The Cow Goes Moo, and Golden Sunrise Instrumental Version by Josh Woodward. I would also like to thank Ferg of the Atari 2600 Game by Game Podcast, Shinto of the Atari Jaguar Game by Game Podcast, and Zerby of the many Zerbinator Land podcasts, including the excellent Please Stand By podcast. The help and inspiration that Ferg, Shinto, and Zerby have provided in my brief podcasting experience are invaluable to me, and I really appreciate it. Finally, I would also like to give my heartfelt thanks to my beautiful wife, Lizzie. She has put up with me and with this strange podcasting thing with the patience of a saint, and I could never fully repay her, but I will definitely try. Nudge, nudge, snap, snap, grin, grin, wink, wink, sign them all. The Atari Lynx Handycast is a proud member of the Throwback Network. You can listen to all of the great retro-themed podcasts on the network, including this one, by visiting throwbacknetwork.net. Episodes of the Atari Lynx Handycast can be found on Apple Podcasts. Please take time to leave a review of the Atari Lynx Handycast on Apple Podcasts so that other interested listeners can easily find the Handycast. You can also find the Atari Lynx Handycast on Stitcher, on Google Play Music, and on TuneIn. While you're at it, be sure to check out the Atari Lynx Handycast website at atarilynxhandycast.net. All of the episodes can be found there, including show notes and a list of upcoming episodes. And you can visit the Atari Lynx Handycast blog page at atarilynxhandycast.blogspot.com. 
Also, you can subscribe to the Atari Lynx Handycast on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash Atari Lynx Handycast. And you can follow the Atari Lynx Handycast on Twitter. Just search on Twitter for Lynx Handycast. Finally, you can send Mark Little an email and let him know what you think about any episode of the Atari Lynx Handycast. You can also provide your own feedback about any Atari Lynx games. And you can even suggest future topics or possible interview subjects to future episodes. Or you can just simply say, hi. Just write to him at, mark, at, atarilynxhandycast.net. Thank you, for listening to this episode, of the Atari Lynx Handycast. This is Montague Habersham, wishing you a good evening. California Games was a terrific, uh, terrific, Chorizo 30, which means it's uncommon, starting to get difficulty, start... <laughs> Lynx game is hip. I really like those little cards. Whether fat or ridged or curvy lip, they knock my brain right off the charts. The cover art and posters are so colorful and bright. But there is one Lynx game that I'll ask for. It keeps me playing every night. I wish they all could be California games. I wish they all could be California games. Well, BMX is red. I love to race on down those hills. And the half-pipe course with control so bad Still give me super mega thrills The footbag game is groovy When I hit the flying gold But the surfing game is the best all round Cause it's the gnarliest in the world I wish they all could be California Games. 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 The Atari Lynx Handicast is made possible by a grant from the Telesearch Group and by the generous support of listeners like you. Thank you.